Hello and welcome back. Let's begin by simply arriving here together. Allow your eyes to close and take a moment to gather your attention here in the present moment. See if you can soften the body 5% more and rest your attention on the movement of breath flowing in and out of the body. And as you're ready, reflecting on why you're here, what is calling for your attention at this time? Perhaps you're longing for greater peace or ease or more clarity or more joy. Something called you here. Trust that part of yourself. Listen to it. Inviting in your intention. It's important each time to begin with intention, to set the compass of our heart in the direction we want to head. So finding your intention, a word or phrase. And then taking a moment to feel gratitude for yourself for doing the hardest part, beginning. As you're ready, taking a deeper breath in and out. Allow some light to come back in through the eyes. Stretch your arms above your head. Good. Let's begin. Today we'll talk about the power of emotion regulation. Stressful or difficult situations often cause what Dan Goleman, the author of Emotional Intelligence, calls the amygdala hijack. The amygdala an almond-shaped mass located deep in our brain's temporal lobe, acts as our early warning sentry. The moment something stressful happens, the amygdala sends a distress signal to our hypothalamus, which acts as the body's operating system and automatically triggers the fight-or-flight reaction of our sympathetic nervous system. This biologically evolved process is great for those times when we step into the street and jump back to avoid an oncoming car or when we need to catch that slippery smartphone before it falls in the toilet. But it's terrible for those times when even a modicum of logic would make the situation better instead of worse. Learning to regulate your emotions is one of the best tools you have to prevent an amygdala hijack. This doesn't mean ignoring, suppressing, or otherwise getting rid of your emotions. In fact, science shows that suppressing our emotions can backfire. Stanford University's professor James Gross found that people who tried to suppress a negative emotion failed to do so. While these people thought they looked fine on the outside, inwardly their limbic system, the system that manages emotions, was just as active as the limbic system of those who weren't trying to suppress their emotions, and in some cases, even more active. Kevin Oshner at Columbia University replicated these findings using fMRI to study the activity of the brain. Bottom line, trying not to feel something doesn't work, and in some cases makes it worse. If suppressing our emotions doesn't work, what's the best way to regulate them? The answer? To become aware of and label our emotions. We do this through emotional tuning. 
Interestingly, we're wired to feel emotions before we know they exist. Yes, you heard me correctly. There's no direct pathway between the emotional centers deep inside the middle brain and the biologically advanced outer cortex responsible for conscious thought and awareness. Instead, emotions travel directly from the middle brain to the body and from the body back into consciousness in the cortex. So how can we regulate our emotions if our cognitive brain is the last to know? With emotional tuning. We can train our brain to recognize our emotions by sensing and labeling them as they manifest in our body. Research shows that when we loop in our cognitive brain in this simple, mindful way, we can interrupt and calm down an amygdala hijack. Matthew Lieberman and David Creswell conducted a study with undergraduates at UCLA. What they did is they had each student placed in an MRI scanner and shown a variety of images with emotionally expressive faces. Students were randomly asked to identify either the gender of the face or the emotion being expressed. What they discovered was that when you labeled the emotion, it calmed down your physiology compared to when you simply said the gender of the face. By identifying and naming emotions, students were able to put a break on their emotional reactivity. This process of mindfully identifying emotions is called name it to tame it. All you need are a few words to describe emotions or sensations in the body. For example, I'm feeling scared. My throat is tightening. I'm noticing tension in my shoulders. This process of mental noting or naming activates our prefrontal cortex, which helps to reduce the spikes in our limbic system that cause emotional reactivity. Emotional tuning gives us access to vital information about our feelings, both positive and negative. Growing our capacity to consciously identify and learn from what we are feeling we also gain a potent moment of space between what's happening and our reaction to it, leading to one of the greatest allies in meeting challenge. Response flexibility. Just by naming our emotions, we free ourselves from emotional reactivity and gain the flexibility to consciously choose from a wide array of skillful responses. So, while we can't eliminate stress, We can, through practice, train ourselves to identify and regulate our emotions, leading to greater clarity and wisdom. So let's practice emotion regulation. Allow your eyes to close and settle yourself into your body. Set an intention to deepen your capacity to regulate your emotions. Bring your attention into the present moment with an attitude of kindness, of curiosity. And when you're ready, gently call to mind a stressful situation. It doesn't have to be your biggest stressor, but anything that's authentic, truly stressful. And begin to notice any sensations or emotions that arise in your body.
Use these physical sensations to help you identify and name what you are feeling. For example, is your jaw clenched? Is your throat tight? Has your breath become shallow? These are just some examples of how the body may manifest emotions. Begin to gently name whatever you feel. It is helpful to remember that by naming our emotions, it allows the body to physiologically calm down. It is also helpful to remember that emotions are here for a reason. They often serve as a smoke alarm letting us know about an impending fire. When we ignore or repress our emotions, it can lead to bigger problems. Mindfulness teaches us a different way. Acknowledge them. Name them. And as you continue to name and feel your emotions, notice how long they last. Research shows that emotions only last 30 to 90 seconds. They have a limited time span. They arise, they do their dance, and they pass away just like waves in the ocean. When we remember that this painful feeling will not last forever, it becomes more manageable. Through practice, we can learn to welcome all of our emotions with an attitude of kindness and curiosity. This involves becoming interested in the emotion. For example, you may feel sadness as a tightening in your throat or fear as a contraction in your belly. All emotions have a signature in the body. Finally, the third step is to bring kindness to ourselves in the midst of our suffering. Self-compassion is not our typical response when we're facing a challenge or we've made a mistake or we're in pain. All too often, instead of kindness, we judge and shame and criticize. But self-judgment and shame don't work. Self-compassion is what works. It's what heals. The easiest way to practice is to treat ourselves as we would treat a dear friend who is also scared or sad or angry. When we name our emotions, we bring kindness to them. As we begin to practice this kindness, our self-compassion grows. We learn not only to face our own struggles and sorrows, but it helps us connect with the struggles and sorrows of others. Which leads to the final step of this practice, which is to begin to recognize that you're not alone in your feelings. That there are many people right now all over the world who also might be overwhelmed or frightened. As we recognize our common humanity, our isolation begins to lessen. We understand that we're all in this together. And so as you send yourself this kindness and compassion, send it out to everyone else who might be suffering. Feel your connection.
Feel your power. And as you're ready, taking a deeper breath in and out and just letting the benefits of this practice sink into the body. And then inviting in your one gold nugget, your one key takeaway. It might be the amygdala hijack and how you can prevent it. Or it might be the power of compassion. Or that emotions only last 30 to 90 seconds. Whatever it is for you. Taking a moment to let this sink in. Let it become part of your long-term memory so that you can access it in any moment. And then thanking yourself for dedicating your time and attention to these teachings. Feel the wholesomeness of this practice and trust that the seeds you are planting will continue to grow. I look forward to our next session together.